Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Wrestling fans, and welcome to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, a modern product edition for February 1st, 2019. Nate and Kyle here with you, and welcome to the show. Kyle, how's it going out there on this snowy, snowy evening in Ohio? <sighs> you know, okay, have you ever been to a restaurant and you order some drinks mm-hmm. and the waiter or the server is bringing them back? And he slips on a piece of ice, and he's tumbling around with all the drinks. And you think maybe, just maybe, he's going to pull it off and not tumble and spill over. Yeah. (laughs) But he does anyways? Yes. That's WWE's booking right now. (laughs) You think that they're going to be like, oh, they'll recover. And then they fucking fall flat on their ass. And then they fall flat on their ass. So I guess we'll... I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about the Rumble. I'm talking about SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> and Raw. Wait. We we will uh, we will start. I do want to I want I do want to tell the listeners good news. It appears that this weekend we are going to be doing a classic edition of the show. So stay tuned for that. Um, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Aaron will be back in the saddle, and um, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna do. Uh, I let him know we're going to do the uh, the dream card thing that you and I were talking about. So, mm. eight match. It'll be it, each host will get to p- do a card of eight matches, um, an eight match card, any wrestlers, any era, and uh, just build the best card that you can possibly think of, and we'll discuss that. And then we'll probably we'll definitely discuss some other stuff too. I'm sure everybody will have something, but. Uh, classic edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast recording this weekend, folks. So stay tuned. But yeah, we're gonna let's let's start with uh, let's start with the Rumble, and then okay. we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, I'm sorry if I sound a little. Yeah, I'm kind of sick, but I taped it up and we're going. It is going around. <laughs> yeah, it is going around. Especially yesterday when. Uh, Fucking negative forty-five. Yeah, my son, my son's been sick for like a week, so there's definitely something going around. Luckily, knock on wood, I haven't gotten it. What I will say, and I know we're getting off topic here, we were going to start talking, but you ever heard of the product called Airborne? Yeah, I take uh, one Airborne a day, and I get sick about once a year. I really do believe that it's good for your immune system, and it's like all natural stuff too. It's not. It's not a bunch of garbage. 
Um, so just a recommendation to anybody out there. Airborne did not pay me for that endorsement. I might have to try it. I'm just. Then again, it's hard. It's hard to be. It's hard to be in a, in a shitty mood and complain when your cat only has one testicle yes. and got cut off. <laughs> one, so. one, one, the one nut wonder. Uh, for one night, <laughs> he watched. But you know what? He don't give a fuck. Him, so. him, senior one night. The fucking the fat cat and Skeletor hung out yes, with us and watched watch the rumble. Watch the Royal Rumble. <laughs> my three cats, <laughs> and uh, and my wife just looked at her phone. But anyway, the rumble she made some awesome buffalo chicken. Yes, bit, though. indeed. That stuff was the bomb. We will, we will continue to enjoy that at every pay-per-view now. And then I bombed the toilet. <laughs> because beard and buffalo chicken dip does wonders. It does wonders <laughs> for your colon, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it does. Talk about a detox. So the rumble I thought was a decent rumble this year. I... I really think that, to be honest, the storytelling and everything with the women um, highly outrated the men this time around. Uh, I think your wife even mentioned, it was like, wow, you guys must be really into this because... (laughs) Yeah, nobody's talking, nobody's laughing, nobody's... Yeah. I mean, imagine that. They had a story throughout the entire show. Mm Mm-hmm. And it did well. Go figure. Yeah. How about that? That's why I said it. It was like, oh wow, maybe WWE's got the their their head out of their ass, and they're <laughs> you know. Yeah the the women the women's rumble starting. I mean, you, you can almost say that the women's rumble started during the Becky Oscar match. Um, but yeah. starting from that match and moving into the women's rumble, I thought that the show that 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 was that was overall a good rumble, um, and the the story in the in the rumble was good and overall i was satisfied with what happened there and actually um ronda rousey probably had the best match she's had with sasha banks as well yeah well and like i said i like the fact story started on the pre-show mm-hmm. and made it feel like hey you gotta watch this pre-show because something might happen it's kind of like that uh, old thing they did uh Storytelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. During, a, during the ad, dur- surprise, you know that was one of the good things I think about. That's one of the things you can say positive about the Attitude Era. Like you would have, I'm just going to use this as an example, but you would have a Monday Night Raw episode where they would tell a story through the whole show, you know, and then it would culminate at the end. And 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 I'm going to use as an example. My one of my favorite Raws of all time, the 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 Steve Austin Bret Hart ambulance angle. You know, you they, throughout the night with Steve Austin and Bret Hart, they told that story, and it built. And they did so many of those during the McMahon Austin era too, and the that pay per view with the women did that, did just that. It told a story throughout the show, and. Hey, have or go, go figure. It was really entertaining. Yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed the Royal Rumble. I thought it was great. I think the only match that I really kind of on the on the actual show itself that I kind of was like, eh, 
was the uh, the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match. Yeah, and that I think that was just more because we've seen it so many times and now, and and coming off of the the Women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, like, it was it was time for that to end. <laughs> yeah. And then but, the, the men's rumble this year, kind of lackluster. Yeah, um, I mean, boy, they really didn't use any any legends except for Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, no no big surprises. Which, uh, by the way, which, Jeff Jarrett apparently has signed on as a as a backstage producer. That's what I saw. And apparently well, good that for, good for Jeff. Apparently that's the role that Abyss and Sanjay Dutt are going to play too. So really, yes. Huh. Um. I, I would have liked to see, like I, like I was saying on last week's show, I would actually not have minded seeing Abyss in NXT. I think he might be down there for a while. They might have him just do do some stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, the Rumble match itself didn't have... Uh, didn't have a lot of surprises. Uh, not that the match was bad. It had some decent spots and... And it's just kind of one of those years, I guess, where the obvious is the obvious. You know, you didn't get your, like, last week where I was trying to act like I knew what the fuck I was talking about with a surprise from Batista and all that. And then uh, Seth Rollins just wins, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, and that's I got to thinking about that after it because in my mind I was like, oh, the Rumble was kind of lame this year. No big surprises and blah, 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 blah. And I kind of knew who was going to win and et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, really, WWE has made it that over the past decade or so. But if you think back to uh, 98, you know, or, or, or 95 or, or even 2002 when Triple H came back, I mean, those those Rumbles didn't have legends, surprise entrance. Those Rumbles had fairly predictable wins where the guy who you, you know, you were rooting for, the baby face or whatever, won the Rumble. So it wasn't, it isn't necessarily, it, it's kind of like the, you know, you have a, you have a, you have a hamburger and it's got, it's got pickles and, 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 uh, and mustard on it. And you're like, damn, I love this hamburger. But then you get the next hamburger, and it's got cheese and bacon and lettuce and tomato and mustard and ketchup and two beef patties and a sesame seed bun. And then you're like, wow, this is a really good burger. Now, see, that burger you had before wasn't terrible. It was actually really good. But now you got this burger with all this shit on it, and you'll never want to go back. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, they've, they've built the rumble into this into this thing where people expect surprises and et cetera, et cetera. So when they, when they have a year where it's more of a simple bare bones rumble, it seems underwhelming, even though it was probably a decent match. Well, it it was decent. I think I enjoyed the women's better just because you had a lot more NXT stars Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot more stars from the, uh, the Mae Young classic. And it was, I think it was their time to shine where they really got the chance to, you know, show what they could do. It's like, fuck, we've already seen what Kofi Kingston can do. We've already seen, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, it was a foregone conclusion that Seth Rollins was going to win. Yeah. And, you know, I think the fun thing with the Women's Rumble is like, all right, Becky, you know, we all thought Becky was going to win. So how are they going to pull this off? Right. 
<laughs> and they did a good job with it. So I guess, well, other than that, you've got, there was the tag team match with uh, with The Bar against McMahon and Shane McMahon and The Miz, which I don't mind Shane McMahon and The Miz going over. I think the only problem I have with it is I don't think that, the Miz, or that Shane McMahon should have been the one getting the cover, getting the pinfall on Cesaro. Well, well, Nate, he's the, he's the best wrestler in the world. He's the greatest in the world. Uh, he won the World Cup. Jesus. <laughs> you know, look, I understand Shane McMahon, but goddamn. And, that, and the then, thing that I thought was funny was the fact that did you see what uh um oh not Dave Meltzer but uh the other Wade Keller card. yeah mm-hmm. I think it was Wade Keller he's like god damn Jeff Jarrett had the best punches of anybody in the Rumble. <laughs> And then, other than that, just Seth or not Seth Rollins, uh, Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar had a nice little match. I was on the edge of my seat. I I thought I thought they were gonna they were gonna do it, but they but they didn't. But as like I said, Finn looked really strong. He did, he did. And now moving on to something not as strong, we moved to Raw the night after. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're beginning the road to WrestleMania on this Raw. And uh, the first thing that popped out to me was how very, very matter-of-fact Seth Rollins' victory was over Dean Ambrose. But then the news comes out, and I guess we'll just talk about it now. Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE after WrestleMania. Well, see, now here's the thing. Is it a work? Is it? Is it true? Is it? I mean, if it's true, because that's the problem. You never, you never really can tell, right? And like I said, yeah, it, it, just it's it's fucking it's show business. It's it's wrestling. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I hate to break everybody's hearts right here, right <laughs> now, but you know any of those shoot interviews that you people watch and go, oh, that was for real. They're fucking working you. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, so, it's the fucking business where they work you. So if 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 the news is true, which I had heard in the past that Dean has has not been particularly happy with his creative lately, but if if the news is true, do you see Dean Ambrose? Because Dean Ambrose is not going to Ring of Honor. <laughs> do you see Dean Ambrose going to AEW or New Japan? I would almost say AEW, but like I said, is it is it one of those things where him going to AEW is going to fuck over Renee? Right. Are they going to hold a grudge against her because he went to AEW? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it will depend on if he feels like... I don't think he's going to New Japan. Um, I mean, he could, but I just, I, I don't know. I see him taking some time off. Because the the word, uh, uh, and this is again, this is all speculation. This is all people who are talking to people in the industry, but whether or not those people in the industry are giving them a straight story or not, you don't know. Um, 
there are there is there are words that there are at that time when Dean Ambrose when it was announced that Dean Ambrose was was going to be leaving um there they said that there were at least five other stars that have considered it well then the next day Hideo Watami requests and is granted his release and he's out which he's one of the biggest like missteps they've ever made the guy was such a talent um, yep. as Kenta in New Japan. I thought he was fantastic. When he came to WWE, I was so excited. And I know that he got, you know, when he was in NXT, he got a little, he got a reputation for being a little injury prone because he was out a couple of times with an injury. But um, see, that's, see, that that pisses me off when people are like, oh, he's, he's injury prone and everything. Like, you can fucking, the shit happens. Right. And it just ha- ends up sometimes happening to somebody more and more. And, you know, it's also one of those things that I'm sure that they're trying to rush to get back because they don't want to lose their spot. Right. Don't well, fucking call me. And the, the more fit you get, the more prone to injury you are because your muscles are tighter. They're more likely to, you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, if anybody's fucking injury prone, it's Triple H. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, that... <laughs> God damn, you can't wrestle a match without tearing a fucking quad or a bicep <laughs> off. I mean, you know, you want to talk about injury prone, what about Vince McMahon tearing both his fuck quads, getting into the ring? <laughs> and sitting in the ring. <laughs> yeah, they, don't fucking throw stones if you live in a glass house. But they, the, um, the possibility of Ambrose... And possibly, well, I, I, I think that Atami is more likely to go back to Japan. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think he's AEW bound. But if if um, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley or whatever, his, I'm assuming he'd go back to John Moxley if he left, if he's leaving WWE. I think he's more likely AEW bound, and that could be a big get for them. You know, I mean, that's like getting, I mean, that's like in the 80s, Scooping up, I would say at least it'd be like scooping up um, Roddy Piper from the WWF. Yep. You know. I think I think WWE is stupid to lose him. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like I said, it's no fault of his own. No, no, he yes. was he was given shitty creative. I mean, and most of the time he even did well with the shitty creative they gave him. You know, so it just, it, it's it's just it's sad because that you know of course the blame will go on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh well, he just goddamn he couldn't get over. It's like well, I mean how much you know, how good can you fucking do? I'm sorry, you know, Terry Taylor is not my favorite wrestler, but fuck, I mean how are you supposed to get over as the goddamn Red Rooster? He's the cock of the walk, pal. Well, you know, we're fucking Isaac Yankum, DDS. Like, who the fuck thought that was? Oh, yeah, he's a WrestleMania fucking main eventer. <laughs> fucking Isaac Yankum, God. And uh, speaking of burials on Raw, you know, from the Dean Ambrose kind of very matter-of-fact loss to Seth Rollins, which 
I don't know if Dean's going to, if he's leaving after WrestleMania, I don't know if he's wrestling out the rest of his contract and they're going to bury him right and good, <laughs> or if he's just going to kind of fade off into the sunset and not be seen again. But also, the other one that I saw on Monday that really pissed me off because everybody knows how I feel about Baron Corbin. Yeah. Like, is that Kurt Angle's last fucking match or what? Because, I mean, that was not cool <laughs> to me. Uh, you know I mean, what? You know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that Baron Corbin beating Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is, you know... He's basically retired and stuff and everything else. Fine. You know, what pissed me off is now you're going to fucking strap Baron Corbin. You're going to take him and fucking weigh down Drew McIntyre. Right. Really? <laughs> like, God, God damn it, guys. I want to love you. I want to. I want to love WWE. I want to watch it and enjoy it. But sometimes it's like <laughs> an abusive relationship. <laughs> I just keep coming back. Like, oh, baby, I'll change. <laughs> oh, all right. The uh, one of the cool things about Raw was, uh, to me personally, anyway, the. The Becky Ronda Rousey segment. Now, now Ronda Rousey got a little flubbed up with her promo, and she let the crowd get to her. But see, my thing about this program is this is this is one of those things that you could have very little in the way of promo because this is one of those magical wrestling things that comes along. These two that comes along once in a generation that is magical. Like those two stand just standing in the ring just staring at each other is a magical thing. And yeah, she stumbled over her words with the promo with Bailey and before. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to say that I truly think that she's with her promo with Becky. Yes. Because I'm sitting there watching that going like, oh, I can't wait for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like I said, I mean, it's this, I don't, I do not want them to add Charlotte to this match. I cannot stress that enough. It does not need to be a triple threat. Just let Charlotte. I want to say, oh, they're not stupid, but. Let Charlotte and Oscar have a match at WrestleMania again. You know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Let them have a rematch from last year. Do Charlotte... Let Oscar finally go over. Throw Charlotte into the mix after WrestleMania. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to do a triple threat thing after Mania, go ahead. But I think the Mania match needs to be a one-on-one Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey match. That's what the fans want. Just give them what they want. Well, give them what they want and let fucking Becky Lynch beat her. Yeah. Fucking God. Again, it's not fucking real hard. It ain't rocket science. No. But yeah, like I said, I I think out of anything in WrestleMania, Becky Lynch versus Ronda is my, like, that is what I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's hard to, um... That fucking play, that, it, they're gonna fucking... 
lose their goddamn <laughs> mind when Becky Lynch comes out. Yes. It's going to be if they if done right, it could be the best WrestleMania moment of at least the past 5 years. Right. So All right, so we will we already kind of discussed uh Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin and blah 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 with that. Not Drew McIntyre. I'm not saying blah 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 Drew McIntyre. All I'm saying is to me Baron Corbin's a fucking albatross around Drew McIntyre's neck. But you know, I I said I said what was the last week that I, or the week before? I feel bad for Baron Corbin. No, fuck Baron Corbin. <laughs> don't don't try to get him back over with fucking El Ijo, don't El, fucking El, bring down Drew McIntyre. El Ijo de Drew McIntyre. Yeah, El Ijo de Vampiro. That's what I call Baron Corbin. So we will now move on to SmackDown. Oh boy. <laughs> so you oh, got, I got I got a lot of things to say about the SmackDown. You got the uh the Becky Charlotte opener. Um you know the to the their little promo back and forth and um they had a little fight. And I I hope that what's that what that's leading to is maybe like Becky Charlotte at the Elimination Chamber or something. I don't know. I I don't again, I don't want that match at WrestleMania to be a triple threat. And I'm not saying a triple threat would be it wouldn't be a bad match. That's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is for that match to be what it should be, the WrestleMania main event, it should just be those two women going at it like everybody wants to see. You don't need to throw the fucking gaga of having an extra person in there. You know as well as I do that the fucking match it... I, well, I said if I thought it was Fastlane, but it's Elimination Chamber. Because <laughs> apparently Fastlane's after WrestleMania this, this year, because that makes sense. <laughs> But uh, apparently, or yeah, it's Elimination Chamber. I guarantee you they're going to have Becky versus Charlotte, and if Becky wins, she gets to be in the match. Right. And they'll go from there. And it'll wind up being a fucking triple threat. And again, that is not going to be a bad match. I'm not trying to say, I want the listeners to know, I'm not trying to say that would be a bad match, because it would be a great match. But it's not what should be the main event of WrestleMania. To me, personally. The story you've been telling, to me, personally, just leads to Becky and Rhonda, and Charlotte's not in the mix at Mania. Right. So then we have um, the R-Truth thing. (laughs) (coughs) So Shinsuke, I... Shinsuke Nakamura should probably be one of those guys that's wanting to quit WWE. Okay. Now, here's my biggest. Two things that I took away from SmackDown that bugged the shit out of me was this. Mm-hmm. Because why are you going to give him the fucking title just to have him lose it the next night? <laughs> and then... Didn't Shinsuke Nakamura cause Rusev to knock one off the fucking yes 
ring apron. Why? So now he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to be your tag team partner. Right. I don't annuity people. I don't, Come on. I don't get it. And it's, it's, it's essentially burying Shinsuke and in a way kind of burying Rusev too. I think Rusev rebounds better than Shinsuke because Rusev's character isn't as damaged as Shinsuke or he has a goofy side to him. So he's not as easily damaged as Shinsuke is, but, and, and I'm not even dissing our truth. I, 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 I'm an R truth fan. I don't mind seeing our truth get a title, but in the way he got it, that's what I'm not cool with. You know, no, I mean, he's a, he's an awesome veteran. He's been around. He's a loyal employee. He's an entertaining guy. There's a lot of people that have hated on that character over the years, and I actually enjoy the R-Truth character for what it is. I mean, you know, every every wrestling show... Here, here's my thing about R-Truth. Every wrestling show, no matter how serious it is, needs a little levity. Yep. R-Truth provides levity in an entertaining way. You know, a lot of the stuff that WWE does that they think is humor isn't funny. I have always found our truth to be funny. I think he is levity in a good way. Like, you know, when he did, when he was doing the whole crazy thing with little Jimmy or when he was talking about spiders or any of that, I actually think the guy's a funny guy. He's an entertaining guy. And to give him a title is not a bad thing. It's just the way they went about it this time around. Yeah, like I said, my, I'm sorry, but in 2019, R-Truth beating Shinsuke Nakamura, I just, I, I don't know. Yep, it's, it's, uh, it's, hard. it's, a it's hard for much. me to, it's hard for me to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shinsuke, I hate to say it, but Shinsuke should quit. <laughs> he should ask for his release. Um the Usos uh, win the four-way against New Day, Heavy Machinery, and The Bar to win the number one contendership for the SmackDown Tag Team title. So, apparently, they're going to get a shot at Shane McMahon and The Miz at some Great. point. Um, but in the match, the Usos won't be able to look too good because they got to make Shane look good. But anyway. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, God, God, God forbid... Now I want to move on to um, SmackDown was kind of a nightmare this week, which is not usually the case. SmackDown is usually the better of the two shows overall. But I will move on to the end of SmackDown and say that I am a uh, I am an absolute huge fan of the quote-unquote sustainable WWE championship. I think that is right. so, I think that is so much fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. I just do. I think it's great. Real quick before we get there. Yeah. There was one other thing that really bugged me. Oh, okay. So on Monday Night Raw, we watched as, you know, those qualifying matches. So who's going to get into the elimination chamber? Right. For the women's tag team titles. And then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, we're going to be in it." Like wait what? <laughs> why why did why did the the women in Raw have to compete? Qual- right, and you just 
get to say because you're in it. Say so? <laughs> like, what? Uh, uh, that shit pissed me off. I'm hoping that turns into something. It, uh, I, I'm hoping I that, they, you know, I hope they clarify that storyline-wise somehow, you know. But yeah, that bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, because I thought it was, it was in SmackDown. It's like, we're not like Raw. We don't just hand people stuff. And then it's like, they just think we just wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> Did you have to give fucking Daniel Bryan, or not Daniel Bryan, but Shane McMahon and The Miz, their fucking segment with his dad? <laughs> say, oh, finally, his dad's fucking proud of him? Oh, not the countless intercontinental titles. Not the WWE championship, but now the SmackDown titles. <laughs> now his dad's pr- fucking proud of him. Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> but anyways, I'm with you. Fucking that wood looks real nice on the championship, doesn't it? Yes, and I think that that is that is such a okay. I have to give Daniel Bryan credit because Daniel Bryan's a vegetarian and he's 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 an environmentalist and et cetera et cetera, and he is as good at portraying. His reality as a heel as CM Punk ever was. Um, that that goddamn sustainable WWE Championship thing, <laughs> like I marked out for that. I was like, because see, I'm usually I'm a belt guy, I'm a title guy, so I'm usually not happy when a title belt just the 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 look of a title gets changed over and over again. I was not happy when they made both the WWE, the Raw and the SmackDown, all the titles look the same. I like belts. I like championship belts, and I think they have prestige and et cetera, et cetera. But for some reason, with his character, it's kind of like, it's almost like when Stone Cold had the smoking skull belt. It's okay to me, (laughs) you know? Because I know when Daniel Bryan loses the title, the new guy is going to get the old belt back. You know, that, that, that fucking, that, that shit is like 2019 gimmick awesomeness to me. Totally marked out for that. Yeah, I, like I said, I think that that, it's brilliant what they did. It's smart. Yeah, a wooden, a wooden and hemp belt. That's great. And I'm wondering, and I'll, and I'll give them credit. I I enjoyed on SmackDown. I enjoyed the fact that they came out and said, "Oh, it's going to be you know you had the two or two Jesus. I'm sorry, I, people on the sick. But anyways, uh, you had all six of the competitors come out and say that they wanted to be in the Elimination Chamber. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for what we're gonna have. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a really good elimination chamber match. I like the fact that it makes sense. It's not just, oh well, here's six guys just cause. Right. <laughs> you have six guys who legitimately all deserve the opportunity to go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's that's just, that's what I was about to say to you. It was like. 
there's no there's nobody in that match that doesn't belong in that match. And there's nobody in that match that's going to bring the match down. No. So. No matter who we get, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about those shows. Um, and I don't know if you saw the NXT spoilers yet. No, I haven't. But think... go ahead, because like I said, it ain't going to stop me from watching it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. Um, apparently, because uh, I, w- I want to go through a couple more things. And I know you're not feeling well, so we'll we'll wrap it up. There no, you're fine. Like there, I said, I... There, there is there isn't really a ton more to talk about this week anyway yet. Um, so we'll just uh, roll roll with these couple of things and then uh, wrap it up for the week because we're gonna have the classic episode on Saturday. But the the other couple things I want to talk, yeah, the NXT spoilers. Apparently, there could or could not be. A new NXT North American champion. Well, what? They, there could or could not be, and and this is, I think this is brilliant. This is you'll you'll know what I'm saying when I'm done talking here. This is brilliant the way they filmed it, to kind of trick the fans in the arena or whatever. But apparently, Velveteen Dream beat Johnny Gargano. Okay. Okay. And won the title, and the fans obviously big pop, et cetera, et cetera. So he's celebrating with the title. That's how the show could go off the air. Or what also happened was after that, Gargano came back to the ring and attacked Velveteen Dream and then put him in a submission hold, which Velveteen Dream instinctively tapped out to. And then Gargano took the belt up to the top of the ramp. And celebrated with Tommaso Ciampa. Hmm. So, for the wrestling fans in the arena, it looked like he came back after the match and was gloating and stole the title. But what I'm wondering is, are they just going to edit that and make it look like, you know, did they do that for the fans? Did they do that to trick the fans that were in the arena, you know, just in case of spoilers? I don't know, but... So I guess the kind of cool thing about it is when we watch the show, when it finally airs, we still won't actually know what the finish is because <laughs> they filmed two finishes. That's smart. That's a smart way to... It's kind of like um, on the Raw taping before WrestleMania 10, or no, before, before SummerSlam 93 the raw taping or the superstars taping where they had uh, Lex Luger go out and run around the t- the the ring with the championship belt yep and uh just to see how people would react to it but yeah that 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 happened apparently tonight at the NXT tapings so all, other than that it looks like it was a decent taping but the cool thing about NXT right now is lots of new talent in NXT, um, they're going through one of those times where they're, it's new people, you know, and, and I kind of like that. I like it when this new, fresh talent, like I'm a big fan of that guy Fabian Eichner, and uh, I can't remember his tag team partner's name off the top of my head, but they formed a tag team, and I think that this is one of those cool times for NXT where they're kind of in a transition period, so you're seeing newer people come up, so... And then the last thing that I wanted to bring up, and then if you have anything, you can you can shoot it out there. But 
I was reading today, and this is this is according to Dave Meltzer, who is Meltzer's Meltzer's a polarizing figure because he really is a lot of the time a good source of information, but he's also a lot of time full of shit. So we'll see. But um, according to Meltzer, as far as money goes and negotiations for after WrestleMania. WWE, UFC, and AEW are on Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar's radar. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because uh, Khan has a lot of money. Like, I, I, if if they would have said, if you, if I would have read that, uh, you know. TNA was going after Brock Lesnar, or ROH was going after Brock Lesnar. I'd be like, "What the fuck ever?" You know, no, none of them are ever going to be able to give up the kind of money Vince McMahon would give to give Brock Lesnar, or for that matter, UFC. But this Tony Khan guy is like Vince McMahon to me. To me, as far as money goes and what the person's willing to spend on talent. Vince hasn't come up to somebody like this guy since Ted Turner. Yeah. Like this guy, this guy and his dad have a lot of fucking money that they can they can throw towards somebody. You know, they're not they're not chump change like Anthem Sports or whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I. Th- it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. This is, and I said this, I said this, uh, what, a few weeks, I don't know, maybe like a month or so ago or two months ago when we were talking about, we were talking, we were going out of 2018 and coming into 2019. And I'm telling you, with WWE moving to Fox and the moves that AEW is making, and I mean, to be perfectly honest, the the AEW doesn't even have a TV show yet and they are making they are making a difference for WWE because I don't I honestly don't think that if AEW was was not on the 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 spectrum of things I don't think Dean Ambrose says I'm not re-signing. I don't think Hideo Itami asks for his release. These are things that would not have happened two years ago. Well, and here's the big thing. Can you imagine if Brock Lesnar signs with AEW? Be insane. Insane. We've got a new Monday Night War on our hands. You know? I mean, you. It, it's... um. 2019 is going to be a hell of a fucking year in wrestling. WWE's got to move. They're moving to Fox, which means number one, they're going to have to step it up anyway, because Fox is going to ask for for for. I mean, Fox is paying a lot for this show, so they're going to ask. They're going to ask for stellar stellar entertainment and stellar a stellar show. And then on top of that, Vince McMahon performs no better than when he is backed up against a wall. You know. When he has competition, and I mean, you could see e- even if even if Triple H doesn't take over, you know, we've all been begging for Triple H to take over eventually. But even at that, even at seventy something years old, 
if Vince McMahon is backed up against a corner, his his juices might start flowing again. I mean, the potential for this year is absolutely amazing. If you're a wrestling fan right now, don't give up. I'm telling you. Because this year and 2019, especially, I think the back half of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 is going to be a fucking amazing time to be a wrestling fan. It is 1996 right now. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we are about to head into 97 where shit gets good. <laughs> Just hold on a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the back half of this year, you give it another few months, maybe like June or July, things are going to amp up, especially after <coughs> after Double or Nothing. And you really see what AEW is is working with and, and what's going on. And, and after WrestleMania, when some of these contracts, contracts like a Brock Lesnar, etc. expire, uh, uh, AJ Styles is coming up soon. Um, to see what's going to happen, I think, in the back half of this year is going to be... It's going to be exciting. It's going to be, the like you said, it's going to be the most exciting since the mid-90s in wrestling. Um, and we as fans are going to reap the benefits. Oh, yeah. For people who are watching and wasn't around in the Attitude Era or when the Monday Night Wars happened, you have no idea, <laughs> no idea what you're in for. Yeah. How awesome it is to be a wrestling fan when they're, you know, and that, that I think about that sometimes, how crazy it is that, like, you know, fans that are like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old now, even up to 25 years old because they would have been small children, they have no idea what it's like to be in a in a world where there are two really legit large competing wrestling promotions. They have no idea what it's like because all they know is a world where it's just WWE and then all the other guys. Yep. To to watch WWE and anybody else compete against each other is a thing of magnificence. <laughs> TNA is not a no uh, no uh, a substitute for you you young, WWE. Yeah, I was gonna say you youngins that listen to this show. Um, Ring of Honor's cool. New Japan's all right. Uh, MLW, you know, I'm a big fan. Um, uh, TNA's whatever, you have not seen WWE against a competitor. I'm sorry, I don't mean to dog if one of those promotions is your favorite promotion. I don't mean to dog it, but you haven't seen where there are two major big dog professional wrestling organizations competing against each other. It is it is the most amazing thing you'll ever see as a fan because all those promotions are trying to do is literally suck your balls. <laughs> yep. That's what they're doing. Please watch please watch us. Don't watch them. Right. Absolutely. It's 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 the best. It's just the best. So, I'm excited about it. I we're going to we're I think we're probably going to have to sit through a few more months of of stagnation of the same thing we've gone through for the past decade. But I really do think that the back half of 2019 is going to be hot shit. In wrestling, well, even if we even if we have to sit through some shit from the next couple, at least we got in WrestleMania. Yes, 
coming up. Yeah. And then we've got so the- yeah, we've got we've got WrestleMania. So even if it is WWE current WWE, it's at least going to be WWE at its best. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, I keep talking about it. I keep telling people, just wait, just wait. I know you got to have patience, but just wait. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Just think for all the people who who watch wrestling. It's like imagine, imagine you know, right now where wrestling is like, oh, you watch pro wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was for us. And then all of a sudden, it's like. Hey, what's with the Stone Cold guy? What's right, with yeah. DX? Yeah, we're wrestling fans, and then uh, come a couple of years later, we think everybody else are a bunch of posers for wearing an Austin three sixteen shirt because we're like, "Fuck you!" I like that shit long before you did. <laughs> I like wrestling right. when it. I like wrestling when it's in the shits. <laughs> You're like. Real wrestling fans stick through some terrible fucking shit, man. <laughs> yeah, we we God really do. It. We sift through some terrible shit to get to the good stuff. <laughs> fucking Mo, what's your favorite Mo match? <laughs> how about how about Mabel in the SummerSlam main event? Yeah, what's your favorite fucking Mabel match? <laughs> Uh, how about that Abe Knuckleball Schwartz? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, unless you have anything, I think we can, we've covered everything for this week. We can wrap her up. All right. So, like I said, folks, this weekend we are going to be taping a classic edition of the show. Um, we're the... Uh, the three of us will be together hosting the show, um, talking about classic wrestling, and uh, we want you to stay tuned for that. I'm sh- I think we're recording that Saturday night, so I should have it up Sunday, early Monday. And um, other than that, Kyle, you got anything to say to the listeners to the, uh, to before we sign off? No, um, just mark my words, Aaron hasn't been on for a while, so... He's probably going to be unfiltered. Yeah, it's probably going to be like Lord, a, it's probably going to be like a four and a half hour show. <laughs> yeah, Lord knows what he what he's going to be talking about, and so yeah, like I said, definitely uh, check that one out. All right, we will see you with that, and uh, this show will be up. Obviously, this is February the first. It will be up on February the first. So. We want to thank you for joining us, and we uh, look forward to talking to you next week on the modern edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And we will see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night.